Welcome to Socially Distanced. On this episode, we have Jen. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Adam. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is about the weirdest context one can have for a podcast. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I would say, unexpected across the board. Um, something that I've been thinking about and starting to ask guests is just, how are you doing? Like with everything that's going on, what, how are you doing? Um, yeah, that's a, I feel like it's a very interesting question, uh, these days. And I also, you know, a tangent, uh, I feel like when people ask that question now, they mean it. That's true. In like, like don't a give different me good. way. Give me something else. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm really asking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. It varies by the day, um, sometimes by the hour, but overall, I'm hanging in there. So, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a I think that's an important distinction, like taking it day by day, taking it hour by hour. Right? Yes, for sure. How are you? You know, at the moment also good. We we're connected, like a lot of my guests and I, we're, we're we've already known each other and you know, we follow each other on social. And so a week ago, Sunday, I was feeling a lot more intense, you know, and I had kind of a big moment emotionally and it, it passed, but it was necessary. I needed it. And I do think it's, it's like what you said a moment ago. It's every day, things are a little different every hour. Sometimes things are a little different. Um, but we've been doing this now, at least in my house since the 16th of March. We've been we've been with my parents and really aggressively socially distancing, um, and so I think we're we're going through the stages, mm-hmm. you know. And so acceptance, all of that good stuff. What I'm curious. So I, I know you're in Chi- you're in Chicago. Yes. What is that? What's it been like in Chicago? I mean, it's one of the bigger metropolitan areas. I think they had a shelter in place a little bit before other other states and cities. Yeah, so you know, it's it's in some ways hard to answer because I've also been uh pretty aggressively social distanced. So I've been in my apartment almost exclusively since around I think probably March 16th or 17th. Um, which I think was a few days before it was around the time that they closed all of the schools, but before Mm -hmm. a few days, I think before the official statewide shelter in place. Um, and so in some ways it's hard to know exactly what's happening in the city because I'm, I'm not out and seeing it, but yesterday I went to a local little grocery store a few blocks away for the first time in again, two or three weeks. And it was very strange uh, and kind of really sad, actually. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, I, a lot of people have talked about like looking forward to their weekly grocery trip or whatever, because it's a chance to get out of the house. And I came home and was really anxious. And uh, yeah, it was just hard. I think both because just the anxiety of being out and I had a face mask that I was trying to wear. It's one that I had gotten. uh, I used to do some woodworking stuff um, a while back. Yeah. So I was like, I think I have a face mask from that. 
and it was so hot I just couldn't keep it on and so that was a whole thing but then also just passing the street um, I live off of Damon Avenue and there's a ton of shopping um, along this street and just seeing all of the stores closed and um, some of them were boarded up and some of them they had clearly emptied their whole store which I'm sure is a security thing but I couldn't help but wonder how many of them aren't going to open again yeah that's it i mean i was thinking about the same thing in the dc area you know what are my favorite spots will they all come back will some of them come back i don't think the answer is none of them will come back but i i am i am curious sort of what the the business casualties will be and you know for people that don't know chicago damon is like a hot spot and the sidewalks are also like it's always it's always shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. on like Friday and Saturdays and Sundays, and so I can imagine the juxtaposition. Yeah, it's just um, and it's just so strange too because in some ways, you know, there are people out and people were, you know, walking their dogs or going to the store, but the just the energy and the atmosphere is totally different and so it's this weird mix of on the surface it might seem you know kind of if you look sideways like nothing's changed um but everything's changed so it's psychologically i think is just a lot to process yeah so when you when you went when you went for the walk did you come across other people were people like crossing this were people walking in the street if people came down were people making space like what was that like yeah i would say for the most part and i usually am pretty because i have two dogs so i have been walking them around the neighborhood and it's a fairly you know it's a pop populated neighborhood lots of people have dogs so again people have been out um and i am accustomed to uh, kind of crossing the street first um again because i have dogs um and so yeah there was um you know some kind of nod and wave at some people and um sort of that moment of acknowledgement of the situation um it was interesting too walking through the neighborhood yesterday i came across several instances instances of like parents with their kids that were standing uh, you know, outside the gate on the sidewalk and talking to a neighbor that was like up at their, on their stoop. So there was like yeah. plenty of distance, but their kids were, you know, talking to one another or they were catching up in some way or another. So it's harder. Yeah. I mean, we have, I, I, I it's not a challenge with my, with my kid cause he's 15 months old. So he doesn't have that mobility, but I have a niece and nephew around the, around the corner. We were talking about them before we started rolling and they they i think have a pretty good grasp on the distance element but it sucks mm-hmm. like we we go for walks in the neighborhood and we see them but there's you know we, we try and keep that at least six feet especially because like if they get excited they may right. like you know make like they may forget but then they catch themselves so you get a little honestly a little more than six feet so that they catch themselves before they're on you and it's 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 you know the question is like is it too vigilant you know how much precaution do we need to take and the insanity is we don't know right you know we don't know if it's you know a grocery store visit and you have it but you aren't showing symptoms and maybe you'll never get sick and then it passes through you but you can pass it on Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think I was talking to a, a friend on text yesterday, um, and that's one thing I would say as a general rule of, of friends have checked in more frequently and I have checked in more frequently than even before all of this, which yeah. has been, you know, I guess a positive consequence. And we were, you know, talked a little bit about the, you know, being busy or not and a feeling of needing, you know, the things that we would have wanted to do or not. But I, I think what is so difficult right now to fully acknowledge or really wrap your head around is the amount of energy loss or, or that's taken up because of all the background anxiety, because there's so much uncertainty and there's so much uh, really just anxiety across the board on every level, both individually and personally, um, in the collective. And it's just this background hum that I think uh, takes a toll that's invisible, but very much felt. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point. And it's, you're totally right. I mean, whatever challenges any individual or community had before this, you add the layer of anxiousness. And it makes everything more complicated. And whatever strengths you had hopefully carry you through it, but it's still, you have to work harder, like you said, mm -hmm. that energy. Are there things, you know, three plus weeks into this now, are there things that you used to do that you're doing more of that help with that anxiety? Or have you tried new practices? Like what, what are some things that, that you've worked on potentially? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it's varied a little bit. Um, some of it is the same uh, strategies that I use to kind of ground myself before. So mm -hmm. um, keeping my space clean, for the most part, the, you know, the, the state of my physical space is often fairly reflective of the state of my mental space. Mm. Um, and they, it can, it can be a chicken or the egg. So, you know, um, it's always good to, to keep things. So I've been keeping up with like laundry and dishes and cleaning and all of that, which I didn't necessarily in the, <laughs> the first couple of weeks, I had a, a bit of a wild month actually before all of this started. So, um, came into this from a, a little bit, of an off kilter place, but mm. after kind of recentering, have tried to keep up with that. And I think the the other thing that um, isn't necessarily new, but I am taking more seriously is massive amounts of compassion for myself um, yeah. specifically and everyone else, um, including really letting go of. Um, not even necessarily feeling guilty for not doing things, but just that expectation, you know, that endless list of things that these are the things I want to do today, or I want to tackle, or I should be able to get to, and kind of letting that go. And mm -hmm. if I don't get to it, that's fine. Um, because again, I just think that there's a lot going on that's hard to quantify. I think that's, I mean, there's so many things that you just shared, I think that are hyper relevant for a lot of people, but the one that really stands out is compassion for self. And I've had a lot of conversations on the show, but also just 
in life in the last three to four weeks around compassion and empathy. And it doesn't usually circle around self, which I think is super important because people have started to say, you know, you need to put your oxygen mask on before you put someone else's on. Mm -hmm. And we talk about self-care, you know, and, you know, you're keeping your house clean, keeping your dishes clean. Those are visible things. But this, the, the other side is, and we have already talked about, you know, anxiety and the invisible nature of it. And compassion for yourself is invisible, but hyper crucial. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a really great share and practice. Thanks. Uh, I, I, it's really hard. I think that despite the fact that we culturally have such a, a me centric sort of culture and through social media and everything else, it's the, like it, we have a lot of focus on the self and yet there's um, still a lot of judgment around being selfish or being uh, too focused on yourself. So there's this uh, catch 22 a little bit and there aren't a lot of models for what it looks like to truly take care of yourself in a way that um, again, there isn't any judgment. It's not about like you over anyone else. It's just recognizing that, it's the oxygen mask kind of um, analogy is that you, you can't really give someone else what you aren't giving yourself. And if you aren't in a good energetic, emotional, uh, mental state, then you're at a deficit to be able to try to offer that to anyone else. Uh, I agree. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's as, easiest of a response as I can come up with is I agree because I mean, even with the work that I do as a coach, I have to be in a good place to be able to create a space for coaching clients. You know, otherwise I'm bringing, I'm bringing my noise mm-hmm. into the conversation. And even with interviewing, I have to be in a reasonable place to be able to hold the conversation, whether it's with you or other guests, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise it becomes distracting and you don't, to your point, you don't get the most out of whatever that moment is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be business either. It could be listening to someone or it could be, you know, there are stories of family members dropping off groceries for other family members that really can't go out. Right. And in order to do those things, you have to be in a good, in, a, in at least a stable or healthy or actively trying to be in a better place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it gets complicated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even like going out for this grocery shop that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. it's like it's just being out in the world right now around other people brings on these different elements of anxiousness Mm -hmm. and enable to maintain and and sort of wander and walk through that process having some foundation. Yeah. And it's something that I hope that you know, people give themselves space to feel all of those things and to be curious about them. Um, Because that's also something that I don't know that we have a ton of really great models for. And I know I've had to work really hard in the last few years, and I'm fortunate for that now, um, to get to a place where I can do that more easily. But so often, I think, you know, take this trip to the grocery store, you can come across a dozen different emotions from 
the literal, you know, physical concern for your safety and well-being in that moment to, you know, thinking about the businesses that may not reopen that triggers all of these other thoughts. And it can be very easy to just shut all of that down and say, I'm going to ignore it or I'm going to just like focus on picking something up from the grocery store and then never touch on any of that. And then I, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by not allowing ourselves to truly process through all of those emotions. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really important because they will come back right. at some point and they yeah. probably won't come back in the same sort of like, I would say less intense stream. They may come back all at once mm-hmm. or all together or they may team up with other emotions and hang out for a minute when you least expect it. Right. So, so I, I think, think that, that you go. Oh, sorry. Um, I think that that's something that this sort of space in time while we're socially distanced uh, maybe gives us a little bit more room uh, to, to practice that. Yeah. No, 100%. So that's actually a really great segue. One of the things, one of the questions, the, the question I'm asking most regularly is in reflecting on what's happening and kind of zooming out more global, societal, and you may have already talked about it a little bit, but what are some other reflections that you've had around sort of the impact and, and maybe some of the shifts that you either see or hope to see? You know, I almost feel like still too close to the sure. moment uh, for a lot of that. I, I definitely, and honestly, I have a lot of anxiety around what this is going to mean on a broader scale um, because it seems fairly obvious that even if next week everything went back to normal and we all know that's not going to happen, that so much has changed and on so many levels that it's hard to imagine what processing through all of that will mean. Um, certainly as a country, I think, you know, a ton has changed. Um, but to see how that will layer in with, you know, again, kind of a whole, the whole globe going through this, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be a challenge. I think that it's a good thing to think about that we're just not done. Right. You know, and there's still a lot of runway in yeah. the experience. Yeah. I think, but it, but, oh, sorry. Um, it's one of the things that makes this so hard to deal with. It, again, it goes back to that uncertainty piece because there's no precedent for this. Like there's maybe precedents for a precedent for a piece of it here or there, but not at the scale and not all at once. And so how do you plan at all? You know, how do you think about what to do with your business next week and the week after, or, um, you know, to prepare yourself or your family? I don't know. And there's, we're not getting a lot of great guidance, I think. And there's so many conflicting messages um, that, that definitely makes it harder. I mean, it's the truth. You, you are speaking the truth, you know, and it's, I think that unprecedented is the word that everyone keeps saying. It's probably going to be the word of the year. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, uncertainty also, you know, massive. And in an earlier conversation, a friend of mine who lives in Holland was sharing when the government said, and this was, I think, mid-March for Holland, the government said the measures that we're taking will be in place until at least June 1st. And my friend shared that she felt a lot of calm mm. when it was like, hey, wrap your head around two and a half to three months, mm-hmm. not three days, not mm-hmm. a week or two weeks or the end of the month. And yeah, I think that that uncertainty is a really big sort of element of this experience. And whether the government creates some certainty mm-hmm. or you're able to create certainty for yourself by making a plan or a decision around the length, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I know personally when I, you had talked earlier about sort of the stages of yeah. Uh, grief. Um, and I do think this is a massive collective grief experience. Um, by the way, I've appreciated seeing some articles around that because I think that's very true. Um, and I have settled into this mentally preparing for maybe not this level of disruption, but, but pretty much for the whole year to mm. be disrupted. Um, and that's but maybe similar to your friend saying, you know, that gave her a sense of calm when I got my head wrapped around, like, stop being anxious about this being done, you know, by May or the summer or whatever, and just settle into like, okay, if we're here for the year, what does that look like? And how do you get comfortable with that? Um, has helped me uh, in that regard. So I think that's a great landing place. Little little nugget of wisdom and suggestion here at the end. Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation and, and be on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks for um, connecting uh, <laughs> with people, even from a distance. I'm a hyper extrovert. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And, thanks, um, Adam. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Socially Distanced, hosted by me, Adam. Stay safe and remember, we are all more connected than we ever imagined.